Welcome to In Contact with the ACO. I'm Dr. Chris Burrett. You can connect with us and learn more at adifferentkindofpsychiatry.com or organomy.org. I can't think of a single person who isn't affected by the coronavirus pandemic. There perhaps was never a time in recent memory when everyone was talking about the same thing like we are today. There's a lot of information from all directions about what's going on, what to do, and what will come. In hopes of bringing some clarity and sanity to the situation, the ACO would like to share some of its knowledge and its members' perspectives. What follows are words from the doctors of the American College of Organomy. Hello, I'm Dr. Christ. In all my years as a therapist, I've never experienced anything where every one of my patients is talking about the same thing as much as they are with the COVID-19 pandemic, not even 9-11. And what I've seen is that each person reacts in exactly their typical way. It's just more exaggerated. In the face of all the uncertainty that we're experiencing, every patient seems to respond with their own character. And I've noticed the spectrum between ostriches who stick their heads in the sand to chicken littles who run around in a panic, uh, as if the sky is falling. And each person reacts in their own particular way. And one of the surprises to me was to realize after all of my working on myself, how much I discovered I'm more of an ostrich than I realized. My tendency to want to just observe and observe nature has been deep in me, but in the face of an emergency situation, I can't afford to do that. And so it's taken uh, people around me to help me see that. So one of the things that I've realized that uh, I would like uh, other people to be aware of is that this situation gives every single one of us an opportunity to look at ourselves because it's brought our characteristic tendencies to the fore and we have an opportunity to really learn more about ourselves as I have about myself and I hope other people will take this opportunity to do the same. Hello, this is Dr. D. Apple. One thing that has really struck me during the current pandemic situation is how much more time I'm spending on the computer. I suspect a lot of us are. I'm seeing patients online, attending virtual meetings at work and with friends, doing administrative tasks and record keeping, and responding to more emails than ever. I have observed that this is having a deleterious effect on my eyes and my vision, at least temporarily. My eyes feel tired, and I cannot focus on things when I look away from the computer. There are a number of reasons for this, including the energetic effects of the computer screen and the effects of staring at a small, restricted area of focus for unnatural amounts of time. Our eyes do not usually function in that way. This is a problem even beyond my eyes and vision. It seems that if we can't see clearly, we may also have more trouble thinking clearly. Here are some things I have discovered that have helped. 
as often as possible after time on the computer. Splash your face with lukewarm and then cold water. I also suggest going outside, moving around, going for a walk, looking at the colors and edges of things, and looking at things in the distance. Watch the birds flying from tree to tree. Follow that hawk as it soars higher and higher in the sky. Or just watch the clouds as they move or pass by. Watch the wind blowing the trees. And especially on a sunny day, with eyes closed of course, expose your face and eyes to the energetic warmth and light of the sun. I have also found a soothing remedy for the eyes at the end of the day, when finished using the computer or watching TV. Dissolve a bit of sea salt and baking soda in a bowl of lukewarm water. Then soak a bath cloth in it and place the warm, soaked bath cloth over your eyes for 5 to 10 minutes. I've noticed during this massive change in our lives the importance of finding or creating new structures and routines for our days that help us stay moving in a healthy way. One blessing and curse, we might say, in the current situation is that our former routines have been turned upside down, disrupted, or even destroyed. We can't get out to our offices and do our usual work in the usual ways. We don't see our colleagues on a daily basis, if at all. We can't meet our friends and other loved ones for dinner or coffee. We can't give or receive hugs or even walk closely together. We sometimes can't even get out of the house. We may have stretches of time with nothing specific that we have to do. It might seem there's no structure or routine to our lives, but more than enough time to worry or be anxious about things. For some people, such as many adolescents, this may be the first time in their lives that they've had an opportunity and challenge to figure out their own routine. What works for them to feel engaged and good about their day and themselves? They have a chance to struggle with and figure out questions such as, What works to get you up and moving? Walking? Walking the dog? Riding your bike? How much sleep do you need to feel well? What time works best to go to sleep and get out of bed in the morning? Am I eating in a healthy way? Getting enough exercise? When am I most prone to feeling uneasy or anxious? Am I watching too much TV or news about things that upset me? Paying attention to how we feel and finding ways to regulate these things ourselves and other things such as our mood and need for having social contact with others is especially important during these stressful times. I often say to patients, especially adolescents, that structure and routines are one natural anecdote to anxiety. The feeling of being organized in disorganized times brings a soothing sense of well-being and pleasure. 
Try it and see for yourself. Hi, I'm Dr. Ed Chaska. One thing the coronavirus pandemic brought home to me is the importance of work. I love my work and I would hate staying home and not working. Fortunately, I continue to be able to see patients, but I see most of them by FaceTime or through the computer. A lot can be accomplished that way, but there is something missing, the, the subtle interplay between doctor and patient that we call contact gets distorted. After seeing several patients in person, I may feel tired, but I am also often elated. Looking at a computer screen for hours a day leaves me drained and numb. Each day, as the estimate of the number of deaths that the coronavirus will cause gets revised downward, I'm hopeful that we will soon be back to work. And it begins to seem more likely that the greatest damage the pandemic will do is to our economy and to our work life. Hi, this is Dr. Jackie Bosworth. Ever since 9-11, our society has been living with a sense of heightened fear. COVID-19 is yet another horror that appeared suddenly out of the blue. We need to remind ourselves this is not the end of the world. Look at the numbers. Even the most negative predictions indicate the vast majority will never get the virus, and among our most vulnerable, the elderly compromised, more than 85% will be fine. Most of us have extra time on our hands now. While we all need to take the basic precautions, most importantly, we need to go ahead and live our lives. Hi, I'm Dr. Chris Burrett. This pandemic has strikingly highlighted the importance of our work lives. I've been fortunate to continue working and with a routine not too disturbed. But when I'm working more on the computer rather than in person or doing administrative tasks from home for another role, I've noticed myself feeling uneasy and frustrated. I'm just not satisfied with my work in these circumstances. I found myself having to do more to obtain satisfaction. Sometimes that includes extra chores around the house or for other projects I'm interested in. Work is more than a way to earn a living. It is a biological necessity, and when one's work impulses are blocked or thwarted, frustration and anxiety often comes up, on top of all we feel about this pandemic. A patient of mine had his life turned upside down when his part-time positions were completely gone overnight, secondary to social distancing guidelines. Having savings, he didn't need the money immediately to pay the bills, but his role in the world had just disappeared. For nearly two weeks, he was depressed, anxious, and feeling helpless. Often he shifted between shutting down and panic. He was afraid of the coronavirus more than anyone else I knew. Things changed, however, when he learned of opportunities to do work online and pursued them. His mood lifted, his anxiety lessened. In fact, he was able to face the anxiety of the pandemic itself better now because he could discharge energy into his work processes. Still rationally aware of the seriousness of the pandemic, he was no longer panicked and he took appropriate precautions without becoming overwhelmed. I've seen students and patients with greater difficulty finding productive work have a harder time managing their feelings generally and about the coronavirus pandemic. 
My advice was given to me by my mentor. Do your work. Just do your work. Whatever it is. If you've had your job changed or if you've lost it, do whatever you can to perform work that satisfies you. It may be physical labor, writing, performing, or caring for others. Do your work. I am Dr. Virginia Whitener. I notice people are feeling stifled, but they respond differently. Take care of yourself and do this by getting down to business and doing your work, whatever it is, in whatever way you can safely do so. People are being creative. And get outdoors. Anxiety dissipates better outdoors. If you can walk, you will breathe more fully. And that helps lift the feeling of restriction. While walking in your neighborhood, maybe you'll see neighbors more vulnerable than yourself. And you can offer to pick up something at the store for them or otherwise help out. You can also pick up trash in the neighborhood. All of this, of course, while using appropriate protection. Hi, this is Dr. Susan Marcel. One observation I have made during this pandemic is the dramatic increase in screen time we all have. Everyone is on their computer, their phone or tablet for work or for the news and trying to stay connected with coworkers, friends and family. I've seen and heard some individuals watching hours and hours of news reports, which increases their anxiety. One thing I might suggest is for someone to step away from their screens and take a deep breath. Maybe go outside, stretch, move your body, maybe take a walk and really look at the sky and at nature. And maybe ask yourself a question like, what can I do to take care of myself right now, even though I might feel anxious? Hello, my name is Dr. Dale Rosen. The corona pandemic has disturbed for all of us the normal cadence and structure of our lives. It has interfered with our work, relationships, schooling, and in some cases with our very health. My patients have told me that everything seems upside down as the days move forward. We may all feel uncertainty about the future in so many ways. I feel these things too. With all this taking place in our homes, our communities, our nation, and our world, people are deeply shaken. People have told me they feel emotionally raw, that this brings out the best and the worst in them. Here I'd like to speak briefly to the moments when this pandemic may bring out the worst in us. People tell me they find themselves saying things to their spouses, children, parents, friends that they might not otherwise say. My impression is that the upside-downness of our lives in the pandemic shakes up the normal ways that people tolerate and process their feelings, their emotions, even ways they hide them no longer work as well. And then emotions that are just under the surface that might otherwise be held back or even forgotten begin to leak out, first a drop here, a drop there, later maybe more. And then people who desperately need each other in this difficult time end up pushing loved ones away. 
The best advice I have found I can give my patients and myself is to know that this will happen. And when someone you love reacts in an uncharacteristic and perhaps harsh or hurtful way, know that this is what is happening to them. And then, in my opinion, the best thing you can do is to react by not being reactive in kind. Instead, see if you can listen to them, hear them out. You don't have to interpret what they're saying, agree or disagree with it. Rather, just listen with the awareness that this is part of the phenomenon of the pandemic. Let them get it out, which will work best when they know you are hearing what they say without judgment. Wait until they run out of steam, with you just being there, listening. And you'll see their shoulders relax and come down, their faces look less drawn, and you may hear and see them sigh with relief as you just sit there, understanding them and listening. And perhaps, if the time is right, they'll be able to do the same for you. Thank you for listening. And I wish you all good luck and safety. I'm Dr. Chris Burrett. Take care of yourselves, and I hope you keep perspective in these uncertain times and keep your hearts open to your loved ones and those less fortunate. Thank you for listening to In Contact with the ACO. You can connect with us and learn more at a different kind of psychiatry.com or ergonomy.org. Be sure to check out our website or Facebook for our latest events either online or in person when safe to do so. Since 1968, the psychiatrists affiliated with the American College of Ergonomy have been helping patients discover greater satisfaction, health, and overall well-being in their lives. Whether patients suffer with mental illness, struggle with addiction, or feel unsatisfied with their work lives or relationships, Medical Orgone Therapy, as practiced by the physicians at the ACO, offers a way forward, often without the use of medication. <music>